0: Sex is like a Secret Society. Everybody's doing it. It's just that no one talks about it. Well, except me, of course, every Sunday night. Here on the Sunday Night Section on News Talk 980 CKNW, the show where we educate everyone about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. Good evening. I am Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse in the field of sexual health. I'm also the co-host of HealthWorks Radio. Not sure if you heard me a little earlier this evening. I'm also the author of the book, Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come... Without the other. I'm a researcher, blogger, clinician, TEDx speaker, and your resource to help start that conversation, answer your questions, and help you discover new and exciting things about sex, love, relationships, and your body. I make no innuendos, no judgments, and certainly no apologies. Just fearless, straight up talk about sex. I guarantee it will be illuminating, enlightening, and fun. And informative, so please stay with me. Put the kidlets to bed as listener discretion is advised. We will be talking about SEX. This show is sponsored by Gynotroph, a long lasting non hormonal moisturizer that helps restore vaginal moisture for immediate relief. It treats vaginal dryness, vaginal itching, burning, and painful sexual activity associated with vaginal dryness. Good evening, Matt. How are you?
1: Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. How about yourself?
0: I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for being here with me tonight once again.
1: Have you had a look over your your shoulder out the window behind you. The
0: wind beneath my wings. Yes, I have. It's absolutely stunning. It out is, there, isn't, it? isn't it? It's so gorgeous. Yeah, what a lovely night. And we weren't sure about the weather today. It was, it was uh, changing all day long. Had a couple well, we of raindrops. Sp-
1: we were supposed to have this heat wave, and um, it was really just kind of like a regular
0: indoor temperature. It was, and you know, I like it hot. Actually, really hot. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure you do. I want to send a big shout-out to Gord Downey and the Tragically Hip, I mean, in his courage on the Man Machine poem tour. He is Canada's Poet Laureate, an erudite scholar, and an inspiration to all Canadians. We have Gord Downey, and the U.S. has Ryan Lochte. We win. That's all I want to say.
1: <laughs> I think we should give a shout-out to, uh, to a Trudeau's uh, jean jacket suit. His Canadian tuxedo that he wore to the show, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. You don't get any more Canadian than
0: that. You certainly don't. Looking dapper up here, up north here. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all. It was. It was fantastic, actually. And it's really the lyrics that I've always loved of the Tragically Hip. It was not necessarily this. To be totally honest, the the screaming um, music. It's not exactly my style, but I I've loved the uh, poeticism. Of well, they all say of the lyrics. they
1: say that's why he's so uniquely Canadian is because he only focuses on Canadian. Places and that's why he never broke into the states or anywhere else because nobody has any idea what where he's singing about.
0: Well, and his but his lyrics are so meaningful for and inspirational for life and how to live well and you know this is not a dress rehearsal and you know live your best. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just there are so many messages for all of us uh, to live a better life and have a better relationship and have more sex. Hopefully you put the kids to bed by now. Anyway, because that that's what it's all about. It's just, it's entering into relationships and in life with your spirit versus your ego. And I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later on the program. I've had lots of couples in my clinical practice this week who enter into their conflict resolution, which is mainly sexless relationships. Uh, but they bring their ego instead of their spirit, and why it's better to bring your spirit as opposed to your ego, and why you get stuck when you bring your ego. You know, I was look, I was uh, reading something recently, and it said radio broadcasters have like they're like number one or two for jobs with big ego, but nurses have like the least amount of ego. So I feel like it's balanced. I'm balanced out, (laughs) like you know, normal. I'm glad that
1: you're balancing this equation (laughs) out between you and I. So.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but I'm I, I, I guess I qualify as a radio broadcaster. You're sort of sort of both. <laughs> sort of, yeah, in a way. I'm faking this broadcasting thing, by the way. You know how women love to fake it or we can fake it. Anyway. Uh so I you know, guess what, Matt? Uh, the uh Vancouver Public Library ordered my book, Sex oh, and Health. Awesome. Why one can't come without the other. Awesome. Well I went down there and I asked them if I could take it out and they didn't have it so they had to order it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but somebody must have gone down there and asked for it. So thank you so much. I was like, "Who are, is this VPL acquisition group that's ordered my book? And it was in Vancouver Public Library. It was the acquisition awesome. that threw me. Yeah. So if you want to take out the book, it'll be there this week. I don't know when they'll put it on the shelves, but. I've sent it out to them. So anyway, so that's kind of fun. And then uh, the other thing, as you know, I did my uh, TEDx Stanley Park talk on May 28th, but it came out on YouTube on July 6th. And I'm having, it's had over 80,000 views. Not really, That's don't unbelievable.
1: Know Every time you come back and tell me, it's been like another <laughs> 20,000 people have seen it in a week.
0: Do you think that's good? I that's have no fantastic. idea. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, and, but the best part of it, I mean, that's great, but the, and I'm glad people are watching it. And you know, I really haven't had too many negative comments on it. Uh, and if they are, you know, there's been about two or three harassing, or what I would call hate, um, you know, hate speech or harassing.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, they're always out there.
0: There's one, well, there's one woman who's actually, she's the only person I've ever had to notify the police on um, about this show and, and the work that I do. And um, so she'll be hearing from them again this week <laughs> because they... Uh, They said, you know, one more, you know, and this is, I actually gave her a second. They said, one more time you harass her and she can file charges against you. So I gave her one freebie and now this time uh, I'm not giving her the freebie. Anyway, so uh, that'll be fine. Uh, If you need someone
1: in your corner, I'm there for you.
0: Thank you so much. Are you a lawyer by any chance? I mean. (laughs) No,
1: and I'm also not very big or strong either, so I don't know what that means. Never say
0: that. Never say that. You're as big as you feel. Uh, so we have lots of great subjects coming up on the show tonight. I am going to talk a little bit about uh, one of the comments I just thought was absolutely hilarious. So if we need to lighten up the show, I will um, address the the one about the man cult. And for any, anyone out there who doesn't think I like men, you're totally wrong. Of course I do. This TEDx talk empowers men. So go to YouTube and just put in Maureen McGrath. TEDx Stanley Park, and uh, you'll see my uh, my take on sexless marriages, sexless relationships, and how we educate about sex and things you can do to improve your sex life. Uh, but some things that are. Something that is impacting relationships quite negatively is this fubbing. So uh, it's basically termed as the modern way to kill your relationship. I'm going to be talking about that. Last week, I didn't get to the diabetes type 1 and type 2, formerly called sugar diabetes, adult type 1, adult type 2. Uh, So, um, I mean, uh, juvenile onset, formerly called juvenile onset. And uh, anyway, so I'll be talking about those two because they are really important in terms of weight, in terms of blood flow, in terms of sexual sensation, and in terms of erectile function and female genital genital. Sensation as well. So, uh, and also infections. So, it's a very important subject, and I'll be, uh, I didn't get to it last week. Also, 12 signs you are falling out of love. You know them. You feel it, but do you want to admit it? I'm going to tell you, and you might recognize some of those things in your relationship. Also, be gone, bad boy. You know what? There's a new research study out that says the nicer you are, the sexier, sexier you are. So, gonna be talking about that. I'm as, glad
1: that that's now the case because I've always been said always been told that nice guys finish last. And
0: exactly. Or they'll say, oh you're too nice, right? And you know, I maybe mean, women love the bad boy, I have to say, there's some attraction to that. Um, you know, that 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 risk taking, that uh arrogance that uh <laughs> think they're better than they are. That giant ego. And uh it's amazing. I've had a few uh patients in my practice this week Uh, who, I and in the last couple of weeks, and they've all come in with the same problem, not having sex in their relationship for two years, five years, eight years, years and years. And um, so they bring their ego, they get stuck in it. One will say, if you just cross the street, once the light goes green, I'll have sex with you. And the other one says, I'm not crossing the street before the light goes green. I mean, it's ridiculous. So... Why you shouldn't bring your ego into solving your conflicts, especially around sex in the bedroom or out of the bedroom, if you prefer that. Um, Also, on a more serious note... Um, There's a subject that uh, is usually associated with girls and women, and I do a lot of work around this area, raising awareness about male violence against women. But there is uh, a situation that occurs equally to men, and that is the fact of men being sexually abused. And so I'm going to be talking about male sexual abuse survivors and what to do about it and where people are going these days for help. So that'll be in the second hour of the program. The show is now two hours, so uh, stay with me. uh, I hope you do stay with me. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions, you can give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself you can email me sextalk at cknw.com. And you certainly do email me and I love it. So uh, I'll be I'll be going through your emails tonight. Also going to be talking about uh, a, the dating app that is linked to depression and also some surprising updates on potential dates. Anyway, if you've got all of that. But first, when, when I come back after the break, I'm going to be talking to Jason Silver. I met Jason on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> Not only have I hired from LinkedIn. I get so much material from my shows, books, presentations from my LinkedIn lovers. I love you all. Uh, so I was delighted to find Jason Silver, a dating coach. He has a great story and he's going to join me when I return. And uh, we're going to talk about WeJustMatch.com. So when I return, we're going to be talking about how you can date the best. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath, and uh, thank you so much for being here with me this evening. If you have any questions at all, you want to ask me, the number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can always email me, talk at cknw.com. Uh, we are talking about relationships tonight and love, and uh, we're going to be getting to uh, how to find that right person, because you may need to find a new person, especially if you find yourself falling out of love with your partner. The act of meeting and falling in love with someone is so exciting and thrilling. And this is how people just get so excited, especially when there's chemistry, that whole newness of learning about and experiencing feelings and events with someone new can be addictive. It can be intoxicating. It can be fantastic. We often experience so many great times that we can make the assumption that this is the one. A lot of people seem to be searching for the one. And we start mentally envisioning this future together. Hoping we're always going to feel this way about the partner. But love is a capricious thing. And one minute you think you could never love or share your life with anyone else. And the next uh, time you're thinking, how could you endure the relationship? People don't actually question whether or not they've actually fallen in love. Most people believe themselves to be in love before what they're actually experiencing is actually love. And, and, and some people cannot even define love. What is love to you? What does that mean? What does it mean to fall in love with somebody? And some people are just in love with love. And love flies out the window quite often. But through life, there are so many challenges, there are issues, there are financial issues, there can be children, there can be uh, issues with children, There can be issues with in-laws, jobs, job loss, moving, loss, loss of friendship, uh, conflicts, unresolved conflicts. And sometimes these can make us stronger, and they can actually make the relationship that much stronger. And you think if you can get through that, you can get through anything. And, And you have somebody there who's supporting you. That's amazing, and that is fantastic. But sometimes these things wear on people, and it's one Trouble and one problem after another, and people question whether or not they should stay in a relationship with their partner. They may be experiencing conflicting emotions, or they may have been struggling with feelings of leaving a relationship for a long time. Often, uh, you know, I've women that I've known; they've actually left their marriage. They've they've made a decision. They're with somebody else, and women. In general, approach it very differently when they 're going to leave a marriage they especially if they 've found somebody else they 've actually grieved the marriage long before they 've actually left and and so they don 't actually feel so badly as perhaps a man does and i 'm generalizing here, and you cannot uh, tar everybody with the same brush, but uh, men tend to rebound afterward, tend maybe not to plan and uh, and grieve and and go through it and then ready to announce so anyway it's different for everybody and everybody experiences it different but there are 12 potential signs that you are falling out of love with your partner and so one of those signs is that you avoid talking about the future when two people are in love, generally, they begin to make plans for a future together. But when people start to feel uncertain, that falls by the wayside. Also, the passion diminishes, and passion is not necessarily having sex because believe me, I have met so many passionate couples who are not having sex and i and I say to them, "Why do you stay?" Uh, and they cannot answer that question they um uh, they they don't know why they 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 cannot answer why they stay, and they think it's something that they want. They want to have something, and they want to have it so badly. They want that intimacy, and that's why they stay. But when parties are in love, they typically like to express that love through intimacy. But once the love in a relationship fades, the passion rate and the quality of the couple's intimacy also diminishes right alongside And, and you notice that, but sometimes it's the elephant in the room and you you just don't want to address it. Also conflicts do not get resolved. So you have so many unresolved conflicts and disagreements during a relationship is not only expected, but extremely common. In fact, I get very worried when people say we never fight. I actually don't necessarily feel that that is the sign of a healthy relationship. And in fact, it can be Unhealthy power, power over somebody else, somebody doesn't feel they may have their voice, somebody that doesn't care. I think we express passion, at least I do anyway, <laughs> verbally. Uh, and so I think it's okay to speak up and to argue and to have, you know, fight for what you want. Uh, And so passion comes in in uh, many different ways. And conflict is certainly something that is part of relationship. So people in happy relationships can communicate in a healthy manner that allows them to resolve those differences and put an end to the conflict. But those, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later on in the program, those, those couples that are in relationships that seem to be locked in to that same old fight. They cannot move beyond the very... Thing that is causing the conflict, and in my field, my line of work, which is sex, sex, sexual health, clinical practice, uh, I see this one couple after another. Uh, the that they just cannot. They dig their heels in. They just cannot stop fighting the way that they do. And we know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And I often say to people, why are you going to, why are you going to, um, expect something different when you're just doing the same thing? I literally had to say to a couple this week, you hold her hand, you have sex with him. (laughs) Forget everything else. (laughs) And they both were stunned. Uh, I thought, this is ridiculous. You're, if you really claim that he doesn't hold your hand enough, and and if he did, you would have sex with him, then auntie up. He's going to hold your hand. And he didn't want to hold her hand because he said he hasn't had sex with her for 10 years. So I said, you have to hold, your hand, hold her hand. If you want to have sex, you have to hold her hand. So it's an unusual way, but I'll actually see. I'll report on them next week and let you know if they did, in fact, hold hand just once I said that's it you can't have him he can't be holding your hand 27 times it's just once and you have to have sex by this time so we'll see I'll uh, I'll report on that uh, when the communication becomes obligatory that's something else typically when we're in love we want to talk about everything we want to know everything there is to know about the partner the jobs the uh, what sports they're involved in but when love and passion begins to fade in the relationship our questions and communication diminish. So uh, once that quality of that communication begins to decline then and the frequency of communication becomes less like you were sexting and texting before and now you're no longer, that can be a problem. Uh, if you start to develop a wandering eye, and that's very common, you can just lose interest with whomever you are lying next to at night. And all of a sudden, you may see somebody at work, or you may see somebody online, you may see somebody on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, we notice our surroundings and people come in and out of eyeshot all the time. But You know, if you start to become visually fixated on somebody, these are just some of the signs. There's a whole lot more. I'll be going through some of these uh, throughout the rest of the program, but right now we're going to go to break. And when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about relationships. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse. Blogger, researcher, author of the book, Sex and Health, Why One Can't Come Without the Other. It's my pleasure to be here with you tonight. How are you? Thanks so much for being here with me, talking about lots of different subjects tonight. Are you a frustrated dater? Are you dying to get into a loving relationship but just can't seem to find the way? Do you want to meet more quality men, women, or they? Do you want to build a strong attraction and master your mindset? Well, my guest, who's on the line, Jason Silver, is a dating coach, and he's going to help you get there. Hello, Jason. Hey, Maureen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Oh, that be on the show. Thanks so much for joining me. As I was saying, we met on LinkedIn. Yeah, we did you're, you, you picked me up on LinkedIn I did I did <laughs> as I say I meet my friends on Twitter and my lovers on LinkedIn no I'm just kidding <laughs> oh, wow. I'm okay. joking no that just came out <laughs> no.
2: how to get into a relationship with a married man over LinkedIn
0: I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> I do call them my LinkedIn lovers though but that's just a tongue-in-cheek God, term you're honored <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show with such short notice as well, but I thought it was just such a great subject um for um pe- because so many people, you know, dating kind of went out of style a little bit. People just hooked up, friends with benefits. There's no picking up at the house anymore. There's no, you know, uh it's it's a little bit out of style and and matchmakers are, are historical as well. And and they're actually emerging as a way to meet people. So I just thought it was a real, really interesting that you, I mean, with all due respect, as a guy, you are a dating coach. And not only that, but you have a great story, which I loved, and you can share some of that if you like. And uh, what got you into this, but you're also the Chief Executive Officer of the Matchmaking Institute. And well, uh, I actually,
2: I actually just left the matchmaking institute to pursue uh, coaching. However, that was a, a very interesting experience for the past four years. Uh, I did run that school that that trained professional matchmakers.
0: Wow. Okay, so that's still on your website, Jason. But anyway, <laughs> we only just met, so I don't expect to know everything about you. Uh no, so you're a certified matchmaker and a dating coach. You've been on TV, including MTV. You've you've been on. Uh, written for Huffington Post, ABC World News now, Chicago Tribune, Women's Health and Men's Fitness. So your expertise is highly sought after by CEOs, celebrities, and singles from all over the world. So thanks for helping out the Vancouverites. Vancouver is a very, uh, it's historically and typically known as a very difficult place to date. The men complain Mm. about the women, the women complain about the men. Uh, Nothing's right. We're a very active city. Uh, people are into sports. They go to bed early, <laughs> or if they stay out late, they're really drunk. So uh, we have a lot of problems in this <laughs> in this city. So I'm hoping you can uh, you can help us out. But first of all, how did you get into matchmaking and dating coaching?
2: Yeah, my wife actually pushed me into it. Um, but prior to that. Uh, I had weighed over 300 pounds uh, most of my life, had no idea how to meet women. I was kind of always the fat, funny guy who was always the friend, never the lover. And (laughs) It was uh, when I lost the weight, I found myself, you know, I had some self-confidence and no idea how to to meet or interact with women. And I went into uh, like two years of really in depth study, I read books, I went to workshops. I studied the art of seduction and pickup there's a whole underground industry where guys get together and learn how to pick up and seduce women and i got I, I got into the thick of it and learned it and uh, I was going out five or six nights a week and what happened was you know if you start going out and learning about social interactions of uh, you throw enough spaghetti against the wall, something 's going to stick and uh- I was I was able. To get into very shallow relationships, and after a while, I just I felt like a horrible person. <laughs> so it's just I became you know one of those guys that was just seeking uh, sex and shallow relationships, and it wasn't it wasn't for me. It wasn't the type of man that I wanted to be, and so uh, I I really started seeking something else. And it was around that time I met my uh, more religious Orthodox Jewish cousin. and uh, you know although I'm not an Orthodox Jew myself, I I was really shocked to hear how they dated because they'll literally meet someone I mean some people can go on a few dates and then get engaged. Mm-hmm. so I, I started learning and got in some in-depth study and I, I paused dating for about a year and then I started applying some of these principles and within 30 days, I met my wife and I was so jazzed, I was so amped that I started coaching some of my friends and they started having extraordinary success.
0: and how did and you meet her what? What was the...
2: It was online. It was J-Date. It's a Jewish dating site. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so she, she pushed me into uh, the, the dating industry world. And, and how now, long now after you started. met her
0: did you marry her?
2: Uh, about a year.
0: About a year. And, and when did yep. you know? Did you know after two dates?
2: No, no, not, not at all. After, for, for the first three months, I thought that she was a fraud. She was too sweet. And I was trying to figure out what was wrong. But um, after about three months, and I don't know what, it, what it's like for other people, but, you know, getting married and getting into a committed relationship, it's like blindly leaping out of a boat. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. You just have to go in with full faith and commitment. I don't know. That's my experience.
0: Yeah, no, no. I think that's a great point. Uh, so you got married and uh, you've been married four years now and you have a, a son.
2: Yeah, my wife is due next week with baby number two. Oh,
0: nice, nice! Congratulations in advance. So you decide to become—you decide this is so fabulous—you're going to become a dating coach with your wife's uh, little nudge, and so now you've taken the world by storm, (laughs) and you're one of the top dating coaches and matchmakers. So, what what are some of the problems uh, that people? uh, And thanks for sharing your story because that's a huge transformation—no pun intended. Uh, to go from that that fat, funny kid to uh, good looking, I have to say, you know, um, oh. don't worry. You know, like, I, yeah, there's a big difference between, <laughs> no, you I mean, you look like a nice person on your website. And um, uh, so that's a big, cha- big transformation. You're, you know, uh, so now how do you... What do you see the problems with uh, people dating? And one of the most common questions that I get from people is, and I I just think this, I think this is just an unbelievable question, but you may have a different take. Especially women will say, uh, on what date, when should I have sex with him? Or I'm not going to have sex with him on the first date. Or I'll have sex with him on the fourth date. (laughs) So what's your uh, take on when should people have sex? You know, it's such a dip.
2: I find that people that write kind of across the board rules, are totally disregarding us as humans. You know, Dr. Helen Fisher is uh, one of the leading anthropologists who study love, and she, she claims scientifically that you can have sex on the first date, and that doesn't necessarily ruin or destroy a relationship. I agree with that. Um, and, you know, I, my whole thing is you can't write a broad rule for human beings. We're all different, right? And I know some people that have, you know, slept together on the first date, and they're, they're married today with kids. I also know uh, some people that get in patterns of sleeping with, with you know another person on the first date, and they keep you know, preventing longer-term relationships. So uh, although there's not a specific rule, I will say that you have to be really cautious and understand someone else's motives, and you also have to be really accepting of what you really want and what you're willing to accept and what your boundaries are. And if you're not clear on that, uh bringing it to a uh, an intimate sexual level that quickly could make it more confusing for a lot of people you know it it, it, it can
0: Absolutely I know you patterned some of the way uh, you met your wife after the Jewish dating or, um some of the Jewish ways that people meet. Principles, yeah. Principles, yes. And uh, I actually know a couple who moved in. They were a Jewish couple. They moved in on the first date, <laughs> and they're still married today. So there you go. There you go. So, um, and then I, I also have very close friends who uh, they met at age 12 or 13, and uh, they're still married today. So uh, there's something, wow. there are some, uh, some secrets out there, and you seem to have them. So we're going to go to break. If you don't mind hanging on, Uh, Jason, we'll come back and you can give some of uh, your sage advice around dating. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am your host this evening, Maureen McGrath, a registered nurse. I have a clinical practice, written a book, did a TEDx talk, I research all about sex 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 and joining me on the line who's stayed on the line is Jason Silver. He is a certified matchmaker and dating coach. Hello Jason. Hi Maureen. Thanks for staying with me. Okay, so I meet so many people who are so frustrated. They've been dating, they've been they've been trying one after another. They're on Tinder, they meet people. I had one patient go so far as to write on Tinder that she was a professional and only wanted sex. She got 500 responses. People are acting in bizarre ways to try to get to the right date to try to and how to be I always say be yourself you know bring your best self just be yourself that's who people love they don't love this fake person that you're trying to be so what is what are some of your best dating tips for people who are frustrated and trying to find the right person
2: Yeah, the first is is obvious that um, what you were saying—you have to love yourself in your own life because when there's this gigantic hole that you're trying to fill with another person, it's it's never going to end well, and it puts off an energy of desperation. So find out what you can do to fulfill yourself without needing that other person. Now we are humans; we we do need other people, but if we um, if if that's the biggest hole in our life, it's going to be a big challenge. That's number one. Uh, Number two is so many people I speak with don't have a lot of clarity on what they want and what's really, truly important. And there was a great story that I heard from, from this woman, uh, this author, uh, Esther Young Rice, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. And she said that there was this this gorgeous news anchor who was in her thirties and she was well known in her area. She was beautiful and she was in her late singles and couldn't figure out her late thirties, couldn't figure out why she was single. And she said, I don't understand. I just want the five things. She was talking with Esther. And, and Astor said, well, what are the five things? And she said, well, I just want someone who's, who's smart and funny and good-looking and, you know, has a good, healthy body and, and earns lots of money. <laughs> <And she> said, <laughs> who doesn't
0: want that said, guy? No, I'm just right? kidding. Who doesn't, who
2: doesn't want that guy, right? And she said, sweetie, you have it all wrong. If he's really smart, he can manipulate you. If he's really funny, he can mock you. If he's good-looking, well, looks change as we get older. If he's got a great body, he can always gain weight. And if he's got lots of money, he can always lose it. The most important thing is to find someone with a good heart because that lasts forever. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't want someone who's smart or good looking or takes care of themselves physically or is successful. You know, what what I'm saying is that so many times people focus on something that's temporary rather than looking at really truly who that person is in their core traits and their values. And people might say that I value this or I value that, but the best indicator of someone what someone truly values is what they spend their time on. So be aware, look for that, and really think about what you're looking for in another person before you go after it.
0: And do you believe that chemistry can happen immediately when you see somebody, whether it be sexual chemistry or just an attraction? Uh, do you think that's an immediate thing or that builds over time?
2: Both. I think it can be immediate. I think it can build over time. But the one thing about chemistry is emotions are temporary. So, you know, things can change over time. And if you're basing a lifetime relationship off of a temporary emotion, that could be a problem.
0: Absolutely. And that's why many affairs end earlier than expected and also why many marriages end earlier than expected. Uh, that's, that's a great point. So what is your uh, what is your website? Jason. So where can people get in touch with you? I'm going to have to have you back on the program because it's so interesting. So what would be the Hello. best way to get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, the best way is to, to go to my website at wejustmatch.com or email me directly at jason, J-A-S-O-N, at wejustmatch.com.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So thank you so much, Jason, for being on the program. Love the tips. It's a great subject. Keep, keep up the great work and, uh, and good luck with your baby.
2: Thank you so much, Maureen. It was a
0: pleasure. pleasure meeting you as well. All right. Thanks so much. Well, that's certainly interesting. I had a patient in my office this week who was, um, she was not, she wasn't vulnerable. She didn't trust the guy she was with, but she wanted his house. I'm like, you're giving off all the wrong vibes, you know, (laughs) and sex was tough between the two of them. I'm like, no wonder. Anyway, he's already told he doesn't want a relationship and, you know, you want something of his and he's not trusting and you aren't either. And anyway. The communication can be just a nightmare. Well, anyway, when I return, I'm going to tell you what is coming up in the next part of the program. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am uh, talking about sex and relationships and life, and I have Rick on the line, and Rick has a question for me. Hello, Rick.
3: Oh hi! How are you?
0: Fine, thanks. How are you?
3: Fine. I would like to ask you something. I have kicked over a wasp's nest on uh, social media by questioning Caster Semenya. Uh, she is a South African uh, runner, and uh, okay, I, I want to preface this by saying first off, I'm six foot eight. I'm a white male. I'm in my 50s. I have two kids who are very doing extremely well in sports. And I'm pissed off by this individual being involved in a sport where there's a real question as to her gender. And the women she is competing against, I don't think, are uh, being treated fairly. Pastor Semenya, uh, he, look, I'm not going to go on a rant here, but I, I would like your opinion on this because my understanding is uh, biologically. Do you want me to go there? Like,
0: well, Semenya is the is a hyperandrogenic androgenic woman. What that means, she has a, allegedly elevated testosterone levels. The most common androgen that that um, you know, the most familiar androgen is testosterone. So she yeah so she has uh she's hyper. he's she's hyper androgenic so this is and and that you're saying gives her an unfair advantage over some of the other women
3: my understanding from the internet is this and that's the problem
0: (laughs) your understanding from the internet go ahead
3: yeah well that's all i've got right Right. I'm, i'm not in the i'm not in the examination room uh working for the ioc who's uh, covering their butts left, right, and center. She has, according to the internet, no ovaries. She has undeveloped uh, testes, no breasts. Uh, she. A has lot of runners times. don't
0: have breasts. A lot of runners have really decreased body Yeah, yeah, I know, no,
3: but have you seen her?
0: I have, yes, okay. absolutely.
3: Uh, there's no evidence there. Uh, she has the physique of a male. She has three times the testosterone Testosterone of the average woman and and you know what quite frankly, this is so just damn stupid because if you look at her she, she does not look like a woman, and
0: uh, uh, well a lot of women don 't look like women uh, you know it, it's it 's fluid it's it 's binary, and I think um, here didn 't they decide that The testosterone level needed to be, for a a woman to race, it needed to be under 10 N moles, uh, uh, which hers is. And, uh, I mean, there's a huge debate on this hyperandrogenism, but uh, under these current rules, uh, she did win. And also, I'm not sure I would believe the Internet in terms of that she doesn't have any uh, ovaries uh, and... um, you know, uh, that she has no breasts, and no ovaries and doesn't have a period or whatever. I don't believe she's actually spoken, uh, to us about that. I don't believe it's any of our business to actually hear, um, about her body. But I do know that she spoke very eloquently when she did, when, uh, she spoke very eloquently at the podium. So I'm sure you can Google that on the internet as well. So when we, uh, when I return, um, I'm going to be talking about some of some more serious subjects Male sex abuse survivors, and also um, the modern way to kill your relationship, diabetes, type one, type two, and uh, some of the other cases in my clinical practice, especially around bringing your ego into your conflict resolution versus your spirits and your emails, which I love. So email me, sex talk at cknw.com or give me a call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980. CKNW, do stay with me. We'll have a great time in the next hour. Let's break some hearts together. I'm Maureen McGrath.